Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 51, What's There When You Stop Moving with Lisa Azile. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Changeable. My guest in this episode is Lisa Zile. Lisa is a colleague and a friend of mine for several years now. We were just counting the years before we recorded this episode. A lot of years, more than we thought. Um, and Lisa and her husband, Franco Azile, wrote the book, Whose Mind Is It Anyway?, which is an awesome, awesome little book. It's illustrated in a, by Lisa and Franco in a really, really creative, funny way. Um, my kids love it. It's a great, it's a great entry into this understanding for people. It's light, it's funny, it's so relatable. It's great for young people. But anyway, I love, uh, always love talking to Lisa. I love how she shares things. And in this episode, we're going to talk about um, doing nothing. So Lisa had a period of her life for almost a year, I think, where she minimized outside contact as much as possible. She wasn't reading. She wasn't watching TV. She wasn't on a computer all day. She just sat. She just was quiet for the most part. And what she saw and learned about her mind and and what's in there beyond her mind, beneath all the chatter, so beautiful. I love how she talks, as you'll hear in this episode, about the compassion she has for her mind, how Our minds are just these busy little machines that try so hard. They just try so hard. They try to run everything for us. But, you know, it's not necessary. They're trying, trying, trying to put out so much effort and do so much for us that we just don't need. So the the way she came away from her time of doing nothing with compassion for how that machine works, for seeing more about how it works, and probably more important, sensing what's there beneath it. You know, when her mind would get quiet, there was a really nice feeling there. She found clarity, as she talks about, all the time, things that she was confused about or unsure about, she'd get quiet and there she knew, like the answer was right there in the space, not in the thinking. So um, just a few highlights from this conversation with Lisa. If you're interested, I'll I'll post some links to Lisa's book and she does some of these do nothing workshops, um, typically around the LA area where she lives and I'll give you some resources there. Uh, but in the meantime, enjoy this conversation with Lisa Zile. Hi, Lisa. Thanks so much for coming on Changeable. Thank you for having me. Hi, Amy. Yeah, yes. it's great to talk with you. I'm, I'm excited to talk a little bit about um, doing nothing. So I know you, um, you lead live workshops about doing nothing and you've written books about how our mind works and all of that. And I, I'm really, um, yeah, really kind of interested to, to dig into that a little bit and see like what people discover and what's there when we aren't running around doing a bunch of stuff, <laughs> kind of foreign, foreign idea. So um, maybe to kind of kick that off, if you don't mind, because um, I love hearing this, can you say a little bit about how you first saw that there's 
there's something in there when you're not running around doing and adding a bunch of stuff. I know you had a period in your life where it was very minimalist in terms of your activity and your outside involvement in things. And maybe say a little bit about that if you would. Sure. Yeah. So I spent, I spent years um, unwell with chronic fatigue syndrome where I wasn't, you know, really doing that much, but I still kept myself busy with, you know, TV and reading and stuff like that was still, I was still giving, doing, giving my mind something to do. But there was a point where um, I was really starting to feel worse again, and uh, and I a friend had said to me, he said, you know, if you want to, you know, really start to feel better, and I'd to just sort of sit in your bedroom and do nothing. And so I, uh, this was very foreign to me, and I didn't know that if I could do it, and I tried to do it for one day, and. Uh, and I, you know, it was it was at the limit of what I could do. It was I found it quite challenging, and I, you know, packed up all my, you know, my cell phone and modem and took it round to a friend's place. But I did it, and it felt it was really challenging, but it felt really good as well because as I was sitting there, um, my mind got super super chatty, really 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 chatty, um, and it wasn't very pleasant. What I was sort of a bit anxious and. I was a bit depressed or flat at the time, and it, so it was wasn't that much fun. But then there were these periods of where the chatting kind of stopped, as if my mind was like this. You know, this I think of it like a you know a little kid who's talking, 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 and no one's paying any attention. So it just kind of finally just sort of went and sat quietly in the corner. And so when it did that, there was this lovely sense of feeling what it's like when your mind isn't chatting. Uh, so, and then, and then the mind would, you know, start up again. It would maybe get sick of sitting in the corner. And, and, and so, I, so that, I experienced that for, you know, the day. And I, for me, I thought, you know, there's something here. This feels really good. My, it was definitely an intuitive decision to keep going. I, kept doing it for another few days and then I phoned my friend and I was like what is this I, I, I said to him I said it feels like I'm meditating it was that same feeling that I'd had after doing a day of silent meditation a few years ago and so he said well yeah it is it is a type of meditation so that was my introduction I didn't um I had no real idea what I was getting myself into but I um yeah it 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 for me, it was really useful and I started to see <laughs> when you're just sitting there and because you're not trying to, you're not trying to control your mind, you're not trying to follow your thoughts, you're just letting them do what they like and, you know, you can notice them if you want, but you don't have to change them or you just kind of let them do their thing. Um, and it was really interesting to see where they went and I started to see just just how hard my mind tried was something that became apparent early on that it was really doing its best. It was really just just doing, <laughs> it was really trying uh, very, very hard to look out for me and it kind of was just doing a little bit too much really. So so was it apparent to you or did you kind of know this beforehand or did, was it apparent early on that your mind and all that effort and trying and um, just how hard it was working, that that wasn't really you? 
Like, is that something you kind of saw in this process or is that something you sort of had a sense for before? I don't know that I had a sense for it before. I really, uh, like, I knew that I wasn't my thoughts. I, I, you know, spent, I'd done some meditation, you know, a few years before that and it had, and had some understanding about mindfulness and things like that. But this really, for me doing this really showed me just the extent that my mind was chugging away um, without me realising just how much it was doing. Uh, like I, <laughs> I didn't realise how much it pushed me. It was just pushing me, pushing me. And, just, and so I had this lovely now understanding of my, um, the relationship with my mind and it's much more compassionate. I, 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 I have this little warmth for this, my mind, you know, even though some of it, you know, it's, you know, it's quite critical and, you know, it pushes me and wants me to try harder and do better. Uh, but I have the sense that it's just, you know, it's of course, you know, wants what's best. It's just doesn't really know. Um, it's not, it's not really that it's not the, the bit of me that knows what it's doing and you know it's not the wise bit of me so yeah it was a it was a surprise to tap into that that bit beneath my mind and I'd certainly uh, yeah I hadn't felt it like I did in doing this um and I think there are probably other ways to to experience it that was how I experienced it and I don't think I'm always very careful to say that you know, my way of discovering that I wasn't my mind and uh, and just the kind of what it was up to. I don't. I don't think. You know. You know. <laughs> I don't think we we all cover come at this a different way, and I certainly don't think you need to do anything like I did to discover it. It was just how I found it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I love just that angle. I mean, it, it's a it's. I don't know, it's not brand new maybe, but it is a little unique. Like that's one feature of your mind that you, I've heard you mentioned often is like, wow, it was working so hard. It just puts out so much effort, you know, and, and maybe for you at that time as well, coming off of chronic fatigue and all that. I mean, I, I'd be curious to hear like what you saw about that relationship between how much effort our mind is putting out and how invested we are in that and kind of how we feel physically. What did you see around that? Uh, yeah, it was. It, um, I. It definitely helped me physically uh, when I, uh, because I think for me the the pushing, I the the pushing, the constant pushing that I was doing, and I discovered. Um, for me, a, a turning point was when I was doing this process of just sitting there, and I—I I think I might have mentioned this to you before, but I—I—I I, I got so I became kind of phobic actually, which I'd never experienced before. So my mind, my thoughts got really twisted, and what they were twisting about was not—I was trying to do nothing as best as I could, and I felt like I was failing. So I, you know, which once I realised was sort of funny, and it was kind of like. Oh my goodness! Like we, it, it, it the the layers that our mind uh, tries are very deep for a lot of us. Yeah. Um, 
So I'd, <laughs> I was, we're so, it's, we're so well-intentioned. You know, I'd been shown this technique. I'd found it was useful. And after a few months, I was, you know, this friend of mine said, why don't you go and take, you know, go and spend some time in nature? You know, so I went up to the local camping ground and, uh, but now that I wasn't in my own home, I started, I started to, like when people talk to me, you know, I'd be wandering to the bathroom and the kitchen and things like that. I, I would think, oh, I'm meant to be doing nothing. And uh, anyway, and I, <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, it's really funny. Um, and then, you know, so I called up my friend and I was kind of in quite a bad way and he came out and he said, what are you doing, Lisa? Like, <laughs> <laughs> relax. Uh, you know, it, it's fine. And then after, so for the first, I ended up doing this for quite a few months and it, uh, and after I, the more I went on and did it, the more I saw that I didn't need to have been doing it as strictly as I, as I had. In fact, that was just another way that I was, you know, over, yeah. over trying. But it was, it was a real revelation to, to think, wow, I can, you know, I can, I, can, <laughs> I can push myself at not doing. Like, my mind, you know, it gets this idea that this is good. Let's do it as much as we possibly can. And, right. <laughs> and um, by far the bigger message is just, um, you know, not, it's just noticing when we do that, and nothing is as as I believe nothing is as important as just just kind of being happy with whatever is is happening. If someone's talking to you, that's fine. You know, this is if yeah. if you don't feel like uh, doing this technique you've learned about, this is fine. And and beating yourself up for not doing it is is you know, we don't have to do it. And and it's really counterproductive. So just noticing when we 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 get some new bit of information and then want to, uh, to and then to that inclination that our mind sort of takes this idea and then kind of pushes that as well. So just noticing when that's happening and just being really easy on ourselves. Like it is a really cool thing. Even that, I mean, it really highlights. Oh yeah, this is just what minds do. Mm-hmm. Your job is to just keep us keep us happy in the way that that machine thinks it needs to keep us happy, right? Or, or keep mm-hmm. us well. And so it just goes to work and goes to work. And I love that how it goes to work on doing nothing. We see that I see this all the time with with people in the little school of big change. It's like we start to like see something. Our mind starts to kind of settle down a little bit, and then every time it's like week two and three, the minds start kind of chiming in again, like. Well, are you seeing enough? Well, you didn't see what that person saw. Well, maybe you see it this way, you know. And it's like, wait a minute, you guys. A week ago, everyone was peaceful and happy, <laughs> and now the mind wants to like control the peaceful and happy. So it is. It's just exactly what you're saying. It's such a, it's such a cool thing to see how universal that is in a sense. It'll it'll show up differently for each of us, of course. But you know, there is just like that's just the feature of the mind. It seems that it's always just looking for a job. It's, that's right, and 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 ex, that it's like you say, it's completely normal. And every and because we get caught up in it, we get caught up. Mind, of course, is so convincing, and we get caught up in what it's telling us. And then when we have that little moment of, oh yeah, I'm doing it again. It's okay, you know. But it's those little times when we get to see it. Um, yeah, they for me they keep happening. They still happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm doing it again. You know, that's okay. Um, Yes, it's really interesting. 
So, so when you um, talk with people and I know you don't like tell them, you know, here's your prescription, go do nothing. Don't talk to people on the way to the bathroom. <laughs> it's easy. It's right. It's none of that, but you share your story and some people try this themselves and stuff. Like it's kind of a weird question, but what, what is it that people kind of come to feel? I mean, what have, what have you seen that, I know everyone's different, but what's kind of the, um, the feature of what people report? Like, wow, I, I didn't realize this was in there or I didn't realize that was going to happen. Is there anything like that that you see really consistently? I think it's, um, it's that experiencing that you can kind of, that they don't have to do anything. They can do less than they thought they had to and they end up feeling better. So, you know, this this habit we have of wanting to control, you know, pretty much everything um, our mind does and controlling our thoughts. And so the the practice is, there's there's no control in it. You're not, I don't even tell people how to sit. I, you know, you can move about. You can, you know, this is just stopping. You just let your thoughts run. If you feel like moving, move. You know, it's, 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 and it, I think it really works in with that principle that I know you talk about a lot, of course, that, you know, that, that our thoughts, they move on by themselves and we, we don't have to do as much as we thought we did. Um, and so I, th- I think that's the biggest thing. They just sort of experience that, that, that they end up, that when they're in sort of a sort of tumultuous period of thought, yeah. uh, that, that they don't have to do anything, that they're not doing anything wrong, that the fact that they're feeling like that isn't that they do, you know, there's nothing wrong with them, yeah. that there's the way out, um, they don't need to do anything to get out. They don't have to kind of figure out, you know, what in their past is causing this. Um, so there's just a sort of, bit of a much a sort of a sense of ease and and this noticing. Yeah, that that's that they're, they're, they're okay. Kind of they're okay. There's nothing wrong with them for having the thoughts that they're having, and that they that they'll pass. And and people also, you know, when they start, you know, the, the Groups are very mixed, so we have everyone from meditation teachers to people who have never meditated before, um, and so people are really intrigued. And of course, there's also a lot of us who have um, never stopped. So that you know, the thought of doing nothing and just sitting there for them is a little bit terrifying. So it's it's really interesting um, to see how people experience it. Um, and of course, it's different, you know, for each of us at different times. But it's, you know, people have been surprised that it hasn't been as bad as they thought, and you know that it's kind of been kind of nice just to sort of sit there. And other people sort of find they after a while they get really agitated. But it's um, kind of a, a mixed bag. Yeah. So that the agitation, because you mentioned that for you as well, and I think I think we all probably can sense that, you know, that it sometimes when we get quiet. Um, and we do less, our mind gets more active, right? Because that's just that's just what it, it's just used to calling the shots and getting us to move around and do all kinds of stuff. So yeah. when we aren't, you know, it's common that it might it might chime up a little bit. Um, 
Is that, uh, did you see that like derail people a lot? I mean, is that something or, or is that something that they can kind of sense, okay, it, yeah, it's going to do that, but then it quiets down. I'm sure everybody's different, but I'm just curious what you've seen around that. Uh, yeah, people, most, most people, I, a couple of people have, have found it more difficult than others. Uh, and it depends. Like if you're in a period of really intense, you know, thought, like a sort of a thought stormy kind of period and you show up like that, it's, uh, it's probably a different experience than, yeah. um, than if you're not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, people, it's, uh, it's the other, we don't do it for too long. Like if you, the longer you do it, you kind of, uh, well, it's different for everybody, but it's, we don't do it for two, you know, we, we have a couple of sessions, a shorter one to, to sort of get a feel for it. And then, you know, in the afternoon we'll do a couple of hours straight, just sitting there. Um, and yeah, some, some people find it too long. Uh, and, um, but yeah, I, I don't think I've answered your question. Yeah. No, 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 it's good. <laughs> There's not really an answer. <laughs> but it, I, I love, you know, I just love though what you said early on that um, you have this sense of compassion for your mind. I mean, to me, like that is, it, it's, it's huge, you know, it changes everything to see that we don't have to be afraid of what our mind's talking about. It's, it's always just, doing its best. It's, it's a smart little machine, but it really isn't all that wise. And so it's just doing the best it can see to do by us, you know, but to come to have that greater sense of, of compassion for how our mind works, to see the, oh, see the universal nature of it. Like this is, this is not me. It's just what minds do, you know, and to sense, I think that there's something beneath all that chatter like, like, what is that? You know, you said when it got quiet, like there's a, a sense of peace in there and kind of a nice feeling. I mean, those, those things, like, we can't say enough about that. I mean, that's huge. Mm. Think about someone who feels so in their head and up against their experience and up against life to see that, no, your mind's just talking to you and it's just trying to help. Just a cute little guy in there chatting all the time. And, and there's something beneath it. I mean, isn't, that's like gigantic. Yeah, it's huge, and and of course that the wisdom that's sitting there, waiting to pop up. You know, I, I think of us, our wisdom as having a much sort of quieter voice. You know, maybe it yeah. compared to the mind, and um, uh, it it's just sitting there waiting for it to for us to <laughs> to hear it. And you know, so often we fill our life with doing things, even seemingly you know kind of relaxing things. We're still kind of feeding the mind and giving it sort of things to do like giving a kid puzzles or you know activities we're still kind of giving it things to do and when you when you take that away it can be amazing and it 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 might just be for just the tiniest amount of time like you might if you're used to doing being keeping your mind very busy you know uh just a few minutes of you know just playing around with a few minutes of just sitting there and doing just staring into space with a cup of tea uh, can be super powerful um, because that that little wise voice, you know, it's like, oh, hey, <laughs> you're <laughs> listening oh, to me. Oh, I, I think we should do this. And actually, that reminds me. So one of the things that people do find is that they 
they have a clarity around something, you know, that that, that, that little voice, you know, gets a chance to be heard and suddenly they feel calmer and they're kind of like, oh, I think I should do this. And um, so that was a massive thing that I learned. It was really huge and it made life so much easier to know that whatever's happening, um, any tough time, you know, that of course when we go through, if we don't know what, if we're wanting, you know, we feel like something's not right or we're not happy, you know, of course our natural inclination is to kind of barrel forward with our, um, uh, you know, our intellect and try and figure it out and research things and to discover that actually adding more space and a bit more laziness to your life, which is so much more fun <laughs> than trying yeah. to list, right, list it out, um, that, that, that was massively changing for me it, and it makes life so much easier. This, I had this now deep sense of it's totally okay if I don't, if I, if I feel like there's something that I, that's not feeling quite right and I don't know what to do about it, I don't, I'm not concerned at all. I know that the, um, the, you know, the way forward is I, if I just, you know, just ease off a little bit, I'm not talking about spending days doing nothing, just easing off a little bit, like a little bit less telephone, a little bit less watching TV or whatever it is. Yeah. But the answer is there and it, 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 you know, our mind wants it to come now. uh, But I'm also more relaxed about it coming when it needs to come. And it, I mean, it just, it's just a lovely thing to know because it, it makes those sort of difficult, sort of confusing times less unpleasant. We can kind of just kick back and, you know, just kind of ride with it and trust that it's all good and, you know, things will sort themselves out. Yeah. Oh, I think that's so huge for people to hear because it's so not our tendency. You know, we don't like the the feeling of uncertainty. It's just a bunch of thinking. And and then we think more to try to think our way to clarity. And mm-hmm. to just hear that, you know, to just really know, no, space, space, yeah. not more thinking. Mm-hmm. So nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one other thing I, when you, well, when I experienced when I was doing nothing and then the mind chatter and it, I was telling my friend when I first started to do it and I said, it's wow, it's just my mind. It started going through this more recent stuff and then started going into the past. And he um, explained to me, and this is certainly what it felt like that our mind kind of, it, it wants to go over things and it's, as it's doing that, it's healing. So I, that I love that as well. I think this is lovely idea that, you know, of course we, we think we need to do so much more, I think, than we do. And that just having a little bit more quiet, our mind can kind of chug back through things that it found difficult. And that's, in my experience, the quickest way to genuinely let go of them, just kind of letting it go through them and not getting caught up in it. And eventually it'll stop. So... Such Such a great way to, you know, when we get so caught up in the content, like why did that come back up? Why am I thinking about this? Mm. You know, and we can get so scared innocently, so judgmental of all that. I love that. What you're saying is like, how the heck do we know? Let's just, let's just trust that, you know, that mind knows what it's doing. I mean, there's something so much bigger and, and ultimately healing happening. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's right. And that, that we're, we're, and that, that we are not damaged at all. It's just, of course, and I know you, this is, uh, 
something that I think you talk about a lot that that we we you know we tend to think we're damaged but we're not it's just the chatter in our mind and that beneath that we're not we're completely whole and full of you know as much love and calmness that you can imagine and it's just sitting there and even if we don't feel like even if we don't feel it or very very rarely feel it it's there we're it's just this this little chatterbox that sort of obscures it some or a lot of the time yeah Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing this, Lisa. I, I could talk about this stuff all day. And I, I love just the really practical, simple way that you talk about it. So, and, and I love that just naturally in this conversation, I think people are sort of pointed to just how simple this can be. You know, like you said, I mean, just two minutes, one minute, just sit and do nothing and just see what happens and play with it. You know, it's a, it's a really, really fun thing. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I really love your podcast. I wrote a book in 2012 as I was first coming across this new paradigm. It's called Being Human. Being Human is full of short stories about how human life works from the inside out. It's about how we're well already, but for our moment-to-moment thinking that tries to tell us otherwise. It's full of stories about my kids back when they were babies and toddlers and what they were showing me at that time about how our default settings work how things go before our thinking mind steps in and tries to run everything for us. I'm giving away the PDF of Being Human for free at dramyjohnson.com slash beinghuman. So go over there and grab yourself a free copy. If you already have the book, maybe send someone you like over there so they can catch a glimpse of this amazing paradigm for themselves. I'm also doing a weekend workshop with four very good friends of mine in Santa Monica, California, July 19th through 21st. We're calling it Mid-Year Reset and Refresh. It's an opportunity to hear from five experts sharing about relationships, habits, that part's me, health and vitality, and work and purpose, all through the lens of this new paradigm. You can see more at barbarapatterson.com slash reset. And that link is in the show notes. We would love to see you there.